Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Friends, you are on the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Silwan here enjoying what seems like a main day here in Indiana. Gorgeous blue skies, mild temperatures. I think when we woke up, it was 60, maybe a little below. High today's upper 70s, maybe it'll hit 80. Supposed to be like that for the next week. Awesome. Breeze blowing through the trees, across the cornfield. Couldn't be nicer. Had a great time this weekend up in Michigan getting ready to be on my way to Savannah, Georgia. After that, it'll be Alabama. And one thing that I've noticed, especially recently, I was talking to my wife today about it as we were driving. You know, a lot of times over the last year when I travel and meet people, there was kind of a, I don't know if fear is the right word, but there was definitely a, when's this going to get over feeling? And that that was the overwhelming feeling. Like, When is this going to get over? You could see in people's faces, actions, words, desires, you name it. But now there's a different sort of feeling that I'm beginning to see kind of universally, no matter where I'm at, no matter who I'm talking to. And it's a feeling of something else is coming. Something's coming. Yeah, COVID is over. Yeah, we're, we're sort of getting back to what we hope is normal. But something's coming. Something's coming. Everybody you can tell feels it. And there's kind of a, sometimes it's a fear, sometimes it's an anxiousness, sometimes it's a what am I going to do about it? But man, you could just tell. And the interesting thing is this, this feeling of something's coming. I get it from all political persuasions, all different types of people. As I've said before, in, in my line of work, you meet people from all over the country with all sorts of belief systems and politics and morality and religion. And all of them is this sense of something's coming. Now, what's something I think's coming? I travel around, meet people, have businesses. A lot of people I talk to have side businesses. And all of them say, yeah, well, one of our problems now is we, we can't hire people. I went to a restaurant while I was gone and they got to close at one o'clock every day because they got one cook and they can't find another cook. And everyone's like, yeah, if, if, if things would just be better if we had more people to come in and work, they just need to do something about that unemployment. And I've kind of thought that through and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I would tend to agree. This whole like $20 an hour unemployment has gone on long enough probably. And I would agree with that. But I don't think what's going to happen is what people think is going to happen because what also has been happening is one of the reasons that all those businesses need employees is because they're staying busy in a lot of ways because all the money that has been going to the people that aren't working who are spending it along with all the stimulus and just, you know, literally trillions of dollars. But when those people who are making more money off unemployment than they were being a cook or doing whatever they were doing, when they come off that unemployment, A... I mean, that's going to be an instantaneous thing. Like those benefits are going to stop and then that money is going to stop being spent. Then all of a sudden, those places that want to hire them, are they going to want to hire all of them or just some of them? 
And are some of those people going to come off and find out that they can't find work or they can't find the work they thought they were? And then they're not spending as much money as they were when they were on the unemployment. And then all of a sudden, the businesses that needed people don't need so many people because they're not making as much money. And all of a sudden, you got this vicious cycle going down. Now, I think that's what happens. But I think also what happens that when that becomes the case, our government, which the thing they're best at is wielding a blunt force object, which is spending money, they're probably just going to spend more money to put more money in the pockets of people to make it feel like things are okay and we're just this away. But then that's just going to make other bad things happen. And more than likely, I got a feeling that's going to go on to the next election. But then what happens ultimately when you can't keep giving people money and you can't make businesses think things are going to get better because people who are being given the money are spending it on them. And what happens when you're left with people who can't find jobs that aren't getting $20 an hour in unemployment, when businesses aren't hiring because they're not making money, so they're going out of business, when businesses that have stayed afloat up until this point because of all that stimulus, what happens when that's gone? And then all that got me back to kind of the beginning of this conversation about what's coming. How many people really know how to take care of themselves? As I was driving today with my wife through the country, seeing farms, driving by more than a few homesteads, I thought, you know, it really isn't that long ago people could take care of themselves. You know, before World War II, easily the majority of the population, in a sense, could take care of themselves. You could blow up the local grocery store and they'd find a way to eat. They had chickens, they had pigs, they had a garden, they canned. You know, maybe they got sugar, maybe they got flour, heck, maybe the milkman came by. But they could have taken care of themselves. And even though the people in the cities before World War II, a lot of them were kind of living like we are today. You know, the refrigerators, they go shopping, go to the grocery store. They probably all knew somebody <laughs> that still lived in the country or still lived in a small town that if they needed to, like, go with grandma or grandpa or aunt and uncle or mom and dad, they could get by. But today, how many people could really take care of themselves without the things that we take for granted? You know, the ease, you can go into Walmart and get a dozen of eggs for a, you know, buck and 12 cents or dollar and 30 cents. How many people could take care of themselves and how long could they take care of themselves? Well, the answer is probably not very many and not very long. But I, I don't see any way that's not coming. Now, it might last for a couple of days. It might last for a few months. It might last for years. But you just look back at the 70s with the hyperinflation, the gas shortages, the lines. You look at how easily our distribution network today can get disrupted. What can happen when there's a run? You can't get toilet paper. Think of what that was like at the beginning of COVID. What will that be like? And at the beginning of the COVID, by the way, everybody had money. The economy was good. But what happens? The economy's not good. People don't have jobs. The government has spent so much money that to spend more just causes inflation and it doesn't how much they spend. You can't afford it. Are you going to be able to take care of yourself? So it's a beautiful day, and it was a good day for me to talk about this, because no matter how depressed it might get me, I was still going to be happy, because Lord have mercy, it's beautiful outside. And more than likely, looking at the weather across the country, you're probably listening in a place where it's pretty nice, and it's going to be a nice week. Even if it's hot, it's probably sunny. Why don't you take a minute to prepare, to have some fun asking yourself, how am I going to take care of myself? How am I going to take care of my friends? How am I going to take care of my family? 
Because even though today is like a beautiful summer day in Maine, even though I'm in Indiana, and by the way, I keep saying that if you've not been to Maine in the summer, you need to go right now. Even though the day feels that way, all the future days are not summer days in Maine. And there's something coming. I feel it. The people I see all over the country feel it. I know in a way you feel it. Are you ready? Are you ready to go on that odyssey? Because it's going to be one. And it's either going to make you stronger. And it's going to draw you closer to what is important. Or it's going to tear you down. But if you prepare, if you prepare with your friends, if you keep your eyes open, talk about the things that can be hard to talk about, but you can only find hope when you talk about them, then you, instead of dreading what's coming, you might be able to aim high because maybe that'll mean you'll get closer with your family, closer with your friends, closer to God. It'll feel like you're spreading your wings and you're flying. And when you have your eyes on the things that matter, instead of looking at all the bad stuff, you're thinking about the possibilities and how you could use this to make you and your loved ones and all those around you stronger by preparing for what is coming. And so, until next time, my friends, tomorrow, I'll be in another state. I'll tell you all about it. May you be ready. May you prepare for what is coming. And if you do, no matter what those storm clouds bring, you will find, I'm sure of it, written in the sky in big letters. Peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green. I smell the grass, the dew, the trees, I just roll.